time we're going to dismiss the kids to junior church. Good luck, Andrew, with your lesson. One of our MBBI students who taught there on Tuesday uh, is, is taking the junior church as we uh, work through that. And uh, we're going to open our Bibles to Acts chapter 9. And one of the, the big, say, application points that God impressed on my heart this week is that we would understand this morning that what I am passing on to you isn't just knowledge, right? It isn't just things that, that you should know up here. I'm passing on things for your faith, passing on these truths so you can handle your scriptures. But I'm, I'm showing you truths in here so that you can go out there and do the same thing, right? And that's why, I mean, I'm not a complicated man. I mean, I, I just, just, just very, very simple building blocks. Um, but it's not just for you. It's for the people you come in contact with, right? It's for your kids as you're, you're reading through the scriptures with them. It's, it's, it's for our family members when they're reaching for a straw to take hold of because their, their house is just, just, just destroyed. Um, it's not just for in here. So why don't I pray? Uh, might be some technicalities. Maybe there's some things that, that you didn't know, uh, perhaps. But if nothing else, just understand that this is for you to go show someone else. Dearly Father, Lord, just as we have just a couple moments before us, but uh, your word is open. Lord, we do have so much to be thankful for. And Lord, we thank you for men and women that have gone on before us and studied and done the language and, and put it together in our own language so we can read it. And we thank you for the tools. We would just ask that as we, we uh, just pour over the pages of Scripture, very briefly, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to something that would change our lives and our understanding so that we could help someone else be led closer to you. And I pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 23 down to verse 25, says this, Now after many days were passed, how long is many days? Many days, many days. I mean, it, it, it's like an undisclosed length of time. Um, we could get into a language study that probably would bore a lot of people. Uh, but it says, now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. So this would be Saul, who, who's gained momentum, and he's proving, and he's uniting, and he's connecting the Scriptures as he's proclaiming who? Christ, right? The anointed chosen one. Uh, but their plot became known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through a wall in a large basket. That sounds like quite the party, doesn't it? Okay. So I just want you to write 2 Corinthians 11 beside there, and we're going to turn there. Okay. 2 Corinthians 11. Because we, we kind of have to realize that there were a number of things that took place in that as many days. 2 Corinthians 11. Here we're going to find another mention of the same event. 2 Corinthians 11. And I mean, really, preaching Christ at that time was not popular. I mean, if there's plots, if he's having to run for his life lowered through a wall, 
um, through a basket really, really isn't popular. If you'll notice in chapter 11, verse 32, and this is after the the really well-known passage about all the things that Paul went through, his sufferings for Christ and beaten and shipwrecks and all the above. At the very tail end of this chapter, you'll notice verse 32, it says, in Damascus. Now, where was Saul heading in Acts chapter 9 when he meets the Lord on the road? Damascus. Okay, Damascus is in Syria, and, and I'll have a map up here next week. But Damascus... The governor under Eretus the king, who's a Nabataean king, was guarding the city of the Damascenes with a garrison desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. Right, if we were to understand, there's, there's about two years that had taken place there. Okay? And, and I don't have time to get into this, so I'm going to have to table a lot for next week. There's actually a war going on in Israel, right, between 32 and 34, between the Nabataean king and Herod Antipas, who decided to divorce his wife, who happened to be the princess of the Nabataean king, this Eretus, okay, and, neighbor, and marry his brother's wife. Do you remember that narrative? Right? That's what John the Baptist was rebuking. Right? And they go to war for two years. So there's some really interesting connections here. But in order to figure out what on earth happened in those as many days, we have to actually turn to the book of Galatians. So turn to the book of Galatians with me, and this is about the simplest way I can present this. And really... This is me just helping you handle, handle your own Bibles. Galatians chapter 1. And this would be about the clearest timeline we can get about Paul, who was Saul. And there's so much that I wanted to get into here, but I think we're just going to read through this and come back. And I hope, I hope the light bulb, I hope the connections for us will come. Uh, maybe I'll say a couple things. Maybe we'll just start in verse 6. I think I can read this. But uh, just because you use the word gospel doesn't mean you're sharing it. Could we agree? I mean, I, I can say gospel a hundred times there, but if I don't explain who, who God's anointed chosen one is, if I don't explain the sin separation, if I don't explain that his blood paid the price for sin, I'm not sharing the gospel. So this is why these truths are so important to us. This is why we spent 10 minutes at the start of the service looking at God's Christ, because that's the, the central. You've got God's anointed chosen one, you've got the cross, and you've got this being saved from what our sin deserves. That's wrath. That's eternal separation. Right? So just beginning in verse 6, again, there's much more that could be said. It says this, I marvel, he's speaking to Christians in a church, I marvel to you that turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ, the only chosen one, to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the anointed one, the good news of the anointed chosen one. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you then what we have preached to you let him be accursed 
wow, if you're presenting anything other than what the scriptures present, Paul's saying there, may you be cursed. And there's so much to go into that, right? And again, I mean, that, that, that would be an accountability. If I'm sharing Christ in any other way than what scripture presents, or if I'm even not using scripture to do that, I would be very careful with that. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Is there a lot of different ideas about how to have a relationship with God today? Oh, it's terrifying, some of the new ideas, and, and this is what I think, and this is, this is the way I see it. Right? I thought to myself there this week, isn't I'm, I mean, could the condition of Christianity maybe reflect some of that accursing? Because Bibles aren't open. People are, 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 are flocking. People are running to ideas rather than who Christ is with pages open going, He is the King. This is what He did on the cross. God raised His Christ. He's at the right hand now. Could, could we be seeing some of that accursing as we look over Christianity? Very much so. Very much so. For uh, do I now persuade men or God, verse 10, or do I seek to please men? For if I pleased men... I would not be a bondservant of Christ, God's anointed chosen one. Here we go. But I make known to you, brethren, so he's talking to born-again believers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. In fact, I think Paul would even go as far as, I don't care what you think, this is the gospel according to Christ. For I never received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism and what Pharisees had turned that into, how I persecuted the assembly of God, the ecclesia, beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my father. Can religion get a hold of people? Oh, very quickly. I coined the phrase heritage heresies. Right? You're, you're in a family and you don't even know why you believe it. You just know you believe it because daddy and granddaddy and his daddy, like this is the way it is. Uh, no scripture involved. Verse 15, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. Oh, I so wanted to get into this. To reveal his son What's that part say? In me. You ever heard an argument about how wrong it is to say that asking Jesus into your heart isn't biblically correct? Have you read that before? No, I know I have. And I read this verse this week and I thought to myself, and some of our little ones and kids clubs say it all the time, like, like, how do you enter into a relationship with God? You ask Jesus into your heart. And I'm like, you believe what Jesus did on the cross? Right, yes. Right, and, and, and he comes in and he dwells in you. I'm okay with that, but here we have Saul, Paul himself, to reveal his son in me. I have the notes here. You just go through it, but I, I thought to myself, revealing of the son in his heart, did this take place on the road or did this take place when Saul was sitting in the dark for three days? The revealing, the vision, the quietness, revealing the son in him. 
We'll have to look at this next week. That I might preach him among the Gentiles. It says, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to, what's that next word? Arabia. Okay, and this is where I got it highlighted in green, and returned again to Damascus. So verse 17 is very, very important to understanding Acts chapter 9, 25 to 27. Right? Saul receives his vision, he preaches, and then where does he go according to verse 17? Right? He doesn't go up to Jerusalem. Where does he go? He goes to Arabia, all right? and then all of a sudden there, and then he returns to Damascus. If you'll notice on your notes, we got about, in that as many days, we got about three years that go by. Saul goes out to the Arabian wilderness. He goes out to Petra. Uh, he goes out preaching to the Gentiles. He goes out to get alone with his scriptures. And I really don't feel like I will do this justice if I step into this and my time is gone. So please, this morning, understand that these aren't just facts. In order to understand Acts chapter 9, that 25 to 27, we have to, we have to read around this passage. We have to understand some of these other details that are going on much more could be said <laughs> as hard as it is i'm just going to pray because i'll just open up another <laughs> lord um i would recognize this morning that, that i sat many many sermons many years in pews and i i didn't understand how everything fit together lord in many ways I didn't really understand how things fit together until I got excited about learning. Lord, and I think about Saul's three years out in Arabia, and then I'm excited about next week's message already. But Lord, the fact that this man who held his Old Testament scriptures all his life, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, and yet once he met you, and once, once, you were revealed in his heart. Once he received your spirit, his scriptures came alive. And I can't help but think that much of those three years in the Arabian wilderness was learning how to read his scriptures with you at the center. So Lord, I pray that this morning, we thank you for the mission Sunday. We thank you that You've got a hold of a team that, that is going to put some energy. Lord, I pray that if others are interested in missions and want to join, Lord, I pray that this be a, a great thing that's led by you. But Lord, I pray that, that we would go from here this morning feeling connected, but also knowing that we need to be engaged in learning because religion can get a hold of us. Ideas can get a hold of us traditions of our fathers can get a hold of us and eventually it becomes a gospel that's different and perverted and i pray that we would make a point of, of being able to show people from your word that you are the christ you are the king you are the one who died you are the one that's on your throne you're the one that's coming back and lord i pray that you would mature us that way help those that are, are wrestling Help those that are hurting. Lord, help those that 
that are helping. Lord, and I pray that, that, that we would be doing these things together. And I just pray these things in your name. Amen. Just a reminder, we will be at People's Church tonight, 6 o'clock.